1: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Um, It's usually during football season, but I guess the Smooth Soul Monday can still apply to any season. Designed to soothe and ease the tortured soul of sports fans out there. It was usually just Texans fans, Cowboys fans. And Longhorn fans sometimes as well. Uh, But now it's just Philadelphia sports fans feeling the heartbreak. Losing in the Super Bowl, losing in the World Series, losing in the MLS. What's the MLS championship count? What is it? The cup, something. Give me a list, cup? Yeah,
0: that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly <laughs> Probably it. Probably could have figured that out. But yeah. uh,
1: well, there you go. Uh, yeah, but they. That's, that's pretty Yeah, heartbreaking for Philadelphia fans. Um, uh, the Specs text line, wide open 512-337-3776. We'll continue our review of the Super Bowl. We're we'll doing that all day long. And uh, <laughs> one of the random conversations that we had last segment. I Okay, I might have been mistaken. There are exceptions to the rule. There might be a hot Estelle out there, okay? A, a hottie Estelle out there or a hottie Gertrude or Betty but for the most part it's hard to find a hot Ruth you know yeah. I mean? she's maybe she's a handsome woman at this at this age wait what <laughs> <laughs> you don't refer to women who have the old lady names as hot you know what I mean that's true I just I haven't met a hottest Estelle but I was told there's a hottest Estelle out there so I apologize yeah. now send me a hot Gertrude yeah. send me one of them next
0: <laughs> Next, send <laughs> us on, Gertie.
1: Uh, oh, I like this uh, this text that we got that was pretty funny. So I throw it out there. We were talking about the Texans. How the Texans hired a new OC, and hopefully the Texans are now starting to separate themselves from the idea that not only do they want to be the Patriots of the South, but they want to be, you know, kind of a Christian based. Um, Mm -hmm. NFL team, nothing wrong with that, by the way. I love the Lord. So does Harge. Amen. We all love the Lord. Probably not the best way to try to run your NFL franchise, though. the right. They trade DeAndre Hopkins because he had baby mama drama and, you know, an organization that is um, led by the Lord, shouldn't have those types of players on their roster. But, you know, my point is they're not Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is probably the best faith-based business model in America. I'm sure there are a bunch of, but it's really good. Like, it's just everybody knows it, everybody loves it regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, in, the Texans tried to be the Chick fil A at the NFL. Texter, great point. He said, yes. And like Chick fil A, the Texans are closed <laughs> on Sundays. Well done.
0: That's yeah, outstanding. Fantastic. Good for you. That is good work right well there. done
1: there. Even I, as a Texas fan, must acknowledge, as a damn fine jab there, sir, <laughs> our, our ma'am, whoever you are. Whoever you whoever are. Whoever are, you are, man. we appreciate it. All right, uh, spec text line wide open for you, uh, 512-337-3776. Uh, we did talk about the uh, Super Bowl and the win by Kansas City. Harsh knock life coming up. You're going to get deeper into uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and what,
0: what has been going on <laughs> with him. Up until this point, because from the parents growing up in a major league household to where he is now, dude has uh, persevered. Let's just say that.
1: Uh, no question. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm with you. I um I'm a I, more and more I do deep dives and rabbit hole about Patrick Mahomes, and I, I understand why he's ascended mm-hmm. so quickly. As a player. Um, he's a hard worker, too. People yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't get enough uh, props for his work ethic, either. We'll get into that. Looking forward to Harsh Knock Life coming up. All right, let's dive back into the Super Bowl. I want to just share some numbers because I got a ton of them. We'll be doing this a little bit tomorrow, too, because I got so much stuff that I want to share. So, <clears throat> the Eagles, <clears throat> defense. They had zero takeaways and zero sacks. First mm-hmm. time that defense had zero takeaways and zero sacks since week nine of 2021. I like it. That like Kansas City a offense stat. was so efficient. Mm-hmm. It protected. They protected Mahomes so well. And as you pointed out, we thought—at least I thought—that the Eagles would win the the battle of the lines of scrimmage, right? And I said, you know, the Eagles have every advantage except head coach, quarterback, and tight end. Turns out. That's all the advantage they needed. Right. That's exactly right. (laughs) But I believe the advantages in the trenches, in my opinion, even though I think the Eagles still have that advantage, it was overblown, overrated, because Kansas City, by the way, four of those five starters on that Kansas City O-line have been acquired in the last two years. So right. they rebuilt that O line right after that embarrassing performance against the Bucks in the Super Bowl, where we saw Patrick Mahomes look pedestrian and mediocre. And they rebuilt that O line, and now <clears throat> it that turned into best performance that O line has had all season long against historically one of the best pass rush units in the NFL in NFL history.
0: Right, right. And you put the numbers up. You gave third, us the numbers. Th- third They're third third, b- all yeah, time. you gave that's, it to us, and you let us know. But that was what everybody was saying, and that is what they were hearing, and that's why they got upset with it. And they took pride in the effort that was going to be given to them because of that. You know, you sit there and you look at this line with Orlando Brown, uh, Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey, uh, Trey Smith, and Andrew Wiley. They were they they took it personal, that mm-hmm. Michael Jordan meme. They mm-hmm. took it personal because we knew it. They knew the numbers. They heard about it. They knew that they had this quarterback who had just got named MVP and the pressure was going to be on and they were gonna be coming after him. They were like, nah, man, y'all aren't getting there. And not only that, we've already heard about that vaunted Eagles run game. Well, the defense for the for the Kansas City took that personal and that offensive line took it personal as well. And that's why they had a hundred and what, fifty-eight yards rushing in mm-hmm. the game and out rushed the Philadelphia offense that has been one of the toughest in the league. So, I'm proud of the way that they we can go out there and look at them and say, "Hey, you guys took it on, took put mm-hmm. that chip on your shoulder and played with passion and fought every set, step of the way, mm-hmm. man. It was a great great game up there on the lines."
1: Yeah, and it's you know, there's a belief among you know, football theorist, uh, and I consider myself to be one, but I I don't necessarily believe this, but it's something that's been discussed. It's that sacks are a quarterback stat. That it's a myth that sacks are, you know, contribute, or at least they're overly contributed or overly uh, something that is uh, blamed on the offensive line, that it is something that, It's uh, mostly quarterbacks, and whether they get the ball out quickly, Mm -hmm. and whether they're able to read and process defenses and stuff like that. Um, And that you know, most most quarterbacks who are you know elite quarterbacks, that they are they have very good sack avoidance rates, are very low uh, or high, depending on what you're looking at. uh, Sack avoidance rates. And Patrick Mahomes, you go look at him, like the time to throw and how he got rid of the football. His time to throw, basically you'll look at the throws that he had, percentage of throws in under 2.3 seconds, 2.3 seconds or less. 56% of his throws in the Super Bowl were 2.3 seconds or under. I mean, that's quick game, 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 quick game. He got it out fast. That is the highest of any of the numbers in the playoffs. It's unbelievable. He was just getting the ball out really, really fast. And I think that ultimately made the difference as to why their pass rush couldn't get there. O-line played really well, um, but ultimately they just couldn't get to patch most of the time. And when they did, he was able to you know, either scramble or able to avoid the, the pass rush and get rid of the football some way.
0: So let me ask you this. When you, when you were watching this game and the way that they were going about it and the first thing that comes in your mind, just like me, was get the ball out of his hands quick and let his players go make plays for him. How is it that you, me, Patrick, do driving on on this road back here on 360 all know that Travis Kelsey is going to get the ball and they can still find a way to get Travis Kelsey the ball? They even had him run that, that wheel route, the out and up basically on the first touchdown where you knew that that was going to happen, but how – how is it that they can design him to get open that much when every team knows to take him away and make everybody else make plays? Uh,
1: well, it's it's honestly just about the rules of the defense, right? Every defensive coverage has rules mm-hmm. uh, that they that you are binded by as a defender. And once you can figure out exactly what the rules are that these defenders are, you know, binded by, um, that really force them into compromising positions, then you can violate the rules, right? And the way he violates the rules there, I believe the touchdown you're referring to, the, first, the only Kelsey touchdown, yeah. it's man coverage. Mm-hmm. So they short, quick motion to a stack twins with... Kelsey and uh, I forget who the Kansas City receiver was. I think there.
0: it was I think it was Tony.
1: It was it Tony? Yeah. Um, I forget exactly who it was. I got it in my notes here somewhere, and they stack them. Well, it's man coverage. All right. So they're going man coverage there. It's pretty simple. One or two one or two of those defenders who they, they're probably playing either a banjo technique or a tango technique with stacked twins. They didn't do that enough. Um, that means that they're gonna play inside out. Was going to take the inside cut. One's going to take the outside cut. And once you figure out who's going to take the inside cut and outside cut, you can really manipulate depending on the route combination. Right. Then I can force a certain player. Who was it on that touchdown? Was it Maddox? Who was the uh, guard? No, it was Epps. He slipped. Yes, he did. He, he slipped. slipped again. He slipped. He slipped. You're right. It was Epps. He slipped. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. you can, basically you can force a matchup and you can force a weak defender like Epps to be matched up on Kelsey. Right. And, it's
0: amazing to me how they draw it up. Yeah, in and the Kelsey never runs well.
1: routes. People think he runs precise routes he doesn't that's those makes he him tough spots yes exactly <laughs> he doesn't run precise routes at all he just gets open and creates separation there's such great chemistry between he and Patrick Mahomes that as a defender I'm taught to guard certain route concepts and route combinations mm-hmm. that are just naturally kind of baked into football you know double slants and uh, you know double posts or smash concepts whatever they may be well, this dude's out here just freestyling. Right. And Patrick Mahomes is like, go get get open. Find the free spot in the zone. <clears throat> find the find the loose spot in the coverage and I'll find you. And he's able to do that. You can't really defend that because they you're not guarding routes. Now you just play man coverage, you can do that, but he's so damn savvy. I was to say he's got he's losing guys in man coverage.
0: And for people that don't know this, you know that Travis Kelsey used to play quarterback. He went to college as a college quarterback. And then they moved him to the tight end position. Yeah. So, again, to your point, that moves him into that area in which you could say he knows the soft spots. He can run to those spots. He knows what he's looking for to where he can get open. It's, it's just amazing to me because we all know he's getting the ball and he still finds a way to get the ball to him. And last night he was targeted six times. And he caught all six of the passes. I I mean, four of those is in man
1: coverage. In man coverage, they try yeah. To guard they can't. they don't have anybody, other than your corners, there's none, nobody on your team can guard Travis Kelsey. N- no. There are a few safeties in the NFL that can. Most of the safeties can't guard him either. Yeah. So I think that it's just a it's a mismatch, but also like I said, he's not running real routes. Go look at his route tree; <laughs> they are not real routes. I can tell you right now. They have a you know semblance of being a route. It may look somewhat kind of like a six route, but man, he's got so many jab steps in there mm-hmm. and hesitations in there, and he's running a different angle. And yeah, it's just you know like I said, it's it'd be different if he was running a certain route every time. He doesn't really run a lot of routes. He's just getting open. Yeah, and that's, that's and the fact that's a, Patrick Mahomes
0: can still find him and get him get him the ball because of that. Yeah, the, the line did their job. I mean, that first pass that he threw to him across the middle, that was a dime. It went through two um, defenders. Mm-hmm. There was a linebacker that was playing in front of him, and then safety couldn't get over to the top. So he found that little crease and he hit him in stride, and it was just like. Y'all know he getting the ball, man. <laughs> I, I, I thought they double him. Remember, right. I kept saying
1: all week, I was like, I'd play man coverage on the outside. I'm doubling Kelsey. That's it. Yeah, make the other wide receivers beat me. And they they didn't really double him. No, they didn't double him at all. I was a little bit surprised by that, uh, but they end up paying for it. Right. They paid dearly for it because uh, Kelsey got them going early. Um, and one of the things that I think I think one of the biggest things that won the game, biggest factors, variables that won the game for Kansas City was their rush defense, which I just didn't see. And I know that Jalen Hurts had over 70 rushing yards. I get it. But they had to go unconventional in the running game no. to spark the running game and add juice to the running game. In terms of their running backs but uh, traditional handoffs. They had, what, 17 rushes for 45 yards? Yep. And Kansas City did that by only stuffing, essentially only stuffing the box or, like I should say, stacking the box. Twenty-four percent of the time, which is a really really low number, right? And even though they they only stacked the box less than a quarter of the time, they were able to stuff the run. They had a twenty-nine percent stuff rate machine, which means run stopped at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage, which was the second highest all season for any team against Philadelphia. So they didn't really put six players or seven, eight players in the box. Every time um, to stop the run, they just made sure they had enough guys in the run fit from, you know, the, the safeties to the nickelback um, to make sure they had enough guys in the run fit. They did a great job yeah. stuffing the run. I did not think they did that good a job stopping the run. That really took away, uh, you know, the balance to Philly's offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, when they did take it away. It, it did change the, the flow of the game. That's why when you saw Patrick Mahomes, not Patrick Mahomes, when you saw Jalen Hurts running as much as he did, we knew that was going to be part of his game. We knew that that was going to be something that he was going to feel more comfortable with because he didn't for the first couple of weeks when he came back after the arm injury, we didn't think he was going to be able to run like that. Mm. That's why when they saw that they were stuffing the run with the regular running backs, they were like, hey, man, we're going to have to run you now this is part of your game. This is going to be part of what we need to do because right. nobody else is effective in this run game. And I kept thinking to myself, and it was like they were selling out and they were saying I wasn't going to let Miles Sanders beat me on the run. I wasn't going to let uh, – uh, Bar- what is it? Gain Bar- Gainwell. Gain well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to let him gain well enough in this <laughs> game. Well so let's go out here and let Hurts be our guy because he's not going to try to take it to the house. He's going to be effective in the run game – but he's going to end up getting out of bounds. Let's make him run the football and not let those other guys try to beat us. Even Boston Scott, I mean, they weren't even using him as much as I thought they were going to in that game.
1: No, they threw it. I mean, yep. they decided 38 pass attempts by Jalen Hurts yep, um, and 304 yards passing. had the one passing touchdown, uh, but it was on the ground, 15 rushes, 70 yards. He had a 103 pass rating. So even passing the football, I mean, he was pretty efficient most of the night. Had those three rushing touchdowns. And end up setting records too. I think he's the first uh, quarterback in the Super Bowl era to wow. so have at least three hundred passing yards and seventy rushing yards in a game. Fourth time in playoff history that that has happened. Um, so he he did. He had a great game. Other than the turnover, the fumble recovery, mm-hmm. the scoop and score, and I could you know you could argue that that was the game changer. That was in the second quarter of the game. Remember. They is the best second quarter team in NFL history. They've right. outscored their opponents by 116 points in the second quarter alone this season. Um, but you know, I believe the other the other three quarters combined, they only outscored their opponents by 17 points. They've been outscored actually in the fourth quarter all season long. Right. And in that in that situation, I believe on that same drive, like a few plays earlier, there's a third and one. It's fourteen seven. Second quarter, Philly's up, and it looks like they're going in to score because they look strong early on in that game. Yeah, they did. And it was third and one, and everybody thinks, oh, third and one for Philly. That's money. They got the quarterback sneak. Best quarterback sneak team in the history of the NFL. They're going to sneak it and be good. They line up the quarterback sneak it. They false start. Ends up as a third and six instead. That's when they try the quarterback draw. And then that's when Bolton not only stuffs the quarterback draw, forces the fumble, scoops and score, so they were their own worst enemy. They went from a situation where they were up 14-7 and driving potentially to go up 21-7 or even mm-hmm. more and have a huge lead in that game to that game being tied all because they made a, a mental error with the false start. And then after that... A man who's only fumbled twice and lost it twice this season and has only six interceptions, so eight total turnovers, turned the ball over at the worst possible time. Yeah. And honestly, the game swung. Yeah. Everything swung. Everything was on Philly's side at that point. It was Oh, yeah,
2: because they still end up scoring the next ten points. Yep. Yeah, you're right. After right after that, they score a 75-yard drive. Yeah, and they, they score come touchdown. down, and then they get a ball back, and yeah. they go kick a field goal. So <laughs> they still go in. I think one thing, too, I didn't like about the offense for the Philly – because I think you need to trust Jalen Hurts a little bit more. Like when you get to this game and a quarterback takes you there, there was too many plays where it seemed like they were like he was able to get six, seven yards on some of these carries. Somebody's getting he's getting caught at the line of scrimmage, but you're like, man, if you run a play action here, or if you run out and let him look downfield and give him one target and give him one read and go, if that guy's open, throw it. If not, take off. But build a little bit more into the deep to make the defense think. More than him snapping and immediately start moving, and the entire defense closes in because they're watching for him to run. At least make them cover the pass some on some of those. You're right, and I just don't <clears> think <throat> they did that enough. And that was one of those plays where Jalen Hurts looked like he just is so worried because the entire Kansas City team they is closing it. down on him. They
1: read it perfectly, and you're like,
2: <laughs> all of, if they on that it. third and six, he steps back, looks downfield, and then runs. That defense is completely different. He has the ball in his hands a little bit better. Everything can be done different then. And it was just too many times I think they didn't trust him. And the Sirianni was like, no, I know what we're doing. And if I put the ball in your hands and you throw an interception here, I'm in trouble because yeah. I yeah. called that play. And you go, man, he, he got you to the Super Bowl. You have to trust your quarterback in the Super Bowl. And that's what Andy Reid did with Patrick Mahomes. And I get Mahomes has earned that much more. But you, you trusted him. Yeah. And then another the, the, the staff, the training staff for Kansas City, to not only get Patrick Mahomes at halftime and use that extra length in halftime to get him back up where he can make those big runs in the second half, but to get the O-line who, as as good as they played early in games, has not been great in late in games for Kansas City, to play the entire second half really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did to get their cardio up in those two weeks. I don't know what they did at halftime to get them replenished and rehydrated and ready to go in the second half. But that O line, that was the best second half they had probably played this entire season. Yeah,
1: no, they it put was, it on them. It was, uh, it was a really just overall magnificent second half by Kansas City. Yeah, they went and took the game. Yeah, I mean that, that that was Philadelphia's game to lose, and Kansas City, who had, and I was concerned about this going into that game. I picked Philadelphia, and I was concerned about Philadelphia hadn't played enough fourth quarter games this season and it's not like I mean yes it is a compliment to their dominance they didn't have to play fourth quarter games games were already decided by then but y'all y'all been watching enough NFL football especially this year the most competitive season in the history of the NFL to know man it's it's an art form yep. winning them games late in clutch time it's an art form figuring it out yep. and being comfortable not panicking and having game management time management all that stuff it, man Kansas City you can see that they 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 were unfazed by the moment.
2: Yeah, and, and you gotta unfazed. learn you gotta learn how to fake tackle a guy into the end zone at the end there <laughs> instead of letting him slide at the one. Like yeah. it was so blatantly obvious that they were letting him score on yeah. that play. Yeah. It's the right thing. And he just made the smart decision with Kennedy and move. it went down. But you were like, That's the one where you need to go get on him to not let him do that. And then if he starts to go down, just hit him forward. And it's a touchdown and you get the ball back. And I know that's weird backwards logic. Yeah, but that <laughs> stuff you learn if you play in fourth quarter it. games is, hey man, it, if you pull off that much, it gives him time to realize what's happening. As opposed to, and I know he's told, hey man, don't go ahead and score. Mm-hmm. But you want to make him react instinctually to, hey man, I'm going for the end, or, or knock him out of bounds yeah. and make the clock stop. And then they have the ball in on the one yard line, the clock stopped, and they now they have to, they can't kneel the ball down and, and give you ten seconds. There's a couple different things you can do on that play. Defensively other than let him walk in. You
1: know, Hard to God coming up with the people on Hard Snack Life. I'm
0: gonna talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes, his journey, and give a shout-out to that offensive line that has made a huge adjustment to what Patrick was just talking about. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into Hard Knock Life right here on the, on Ball Don't
1: Lie, 1049 the horn.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike,
1: you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this
0: in front of white folks. For your own, my man. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael. Oh,
2: that's funny. Michael.
0: Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. You can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And I wanted to get into this a little bit as I uh, sat and watched this game. By the way, Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow, today and tomorrow. Spring training is right around the corner. We've got <laughs> Texas baseball starting this Friday. And I know everybody keeps wanting me to talk a little bit about baseball. And I want to put a button on the uh, season for football before I start talking a little bit more about baseball in my Hard Knocks life. So I'll give you a preview of the Globe Life Classic that will be going on this weekend where the Longhorns will be playing. But I wanted to give some shout-outs to – Number one, the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. They rebuilt it after embarrassment that happened in the Super Bowl two years ago. Rod has pointed that out. Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, uh, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, who we all thought was going to be one of the best centers in the game, and he's continued to show as he continues to, to play in the NFL. Trey Smith, at right guard, and, of course, the right tackle Andrew Wiley. Andrew Wiley was the one who, after the game, he kept saying, I heard all the noise. We heard all the noise. Nobody was giving us a chance. Like, we didn't know what we were doing, and we weren't that good of a football team, and we wanted to show everybody the power that we have right now in this game and the way they went to it. They held that vaunted defense of the Philadelphia Eagles to to no sacks and no turnovers. They balled on the ground, and they helped Mahomes become – not only the MVP of the league for the second time, but the MVP in the Super Bowl for the second time. Isaiah Pacheco was running hard behind that offensive line, a rookie that was making plays, and they ended up giving up no sacks. That thing, to me, is I guess that's the biggest story, um, Rod, because we talked about the pressure rates. We talked about the fact that they would get to the quarterback and they were on pace to do unbelievable things, but – Shout out to that offensive line for what they were able to do. I also want to look at what the team was able to do on the defensive side of the ball. They came out and was hitting on all cylinders last night. They were popping every time somebody got the ball. And I know a lot of people didn't really think of this as much, but when Miles Sanders was running early in the game, they popped him, and that ball came out. He fumbled it, but it went out of bounds. Mm. And it wasn't part of the play because they didn't get a chance to recover it. But if, they, if he would have got hit earlier, that would have been a fumble inbounds, and I'm sure that they would have got it because they were around the football. So I want to give a shout-out to their defense as well. But I want to look at this offensive uh, team with Patrick Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid. Give a shout-out to Eric Bieniemy, what they were able to do. And if you look at the way the team has been constructed, they let Tyreek walk, number one, and they brought in – I, I wouldn't say superstars. I would say they would be, be just guys. They bought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who played a major role yesterday mm-hmm. in the success. When they were using uh, Travis Kelsey as a decoy, Juju was getting his. He was making plays. You talked about the young rookie that Sky Moore caught his touchdown. You looked at what Kadarius Toney was able to do when he came over, became that big play threat mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, Markel Hardman, who ended up not playing in the game, but he was true to the success of what the Chiefs had this year. Mm-hmm. And then you sit back and you look at it and you say, man, the, the common denominator in all of this was Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, league MVP. Uh, did you know yesterday after his long run, to to set up, put them in the right position after that 26-yard run. Patrick Mahomes became the career-rushing leader in yards in the Super Bowl by a quarterback.
1: That is crazy.
0: You know who was who's in there? John Elway, mm-hmm. 86 yards. Joe Montana, 105 yards. <laughs> and now Patrick Mahomes has 106 yards. But you know how you become that? You got to keep getting to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And all those guys kept getting to the Super Bowl. Right. Another note that I wanted to put out here during the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes, he was 72 of 100, 72% completion, 700 in three yards passing, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Remember last week when you were talking about his last couple performances when he got into the Super Bowl game, they weren't that good, and he wasn't mm-hmm. as efficient. Yeah. He changed that narrative yeah, as he well. Did. He he changed the way he went about this. By the way, all of this happening this year on a high ankle sprain, and he was able to go out there and be effective. And I know we got a text mm-hmm. earlier from a listener that said, he got the Mr. Miyagi treatment at halftime. So special shout-out <laughs> to those trainers. Special <laughs> shout-out to Rihanna. Because of the longhorn, I mean the longhorn, the halftime being as long as it was, yep. they gave him that much longer to go in there and have that extra treatment. And so I wanted to finish with this. And obviously Jalen Hurts had a great game as well, and I'll give him his flowers. But he was he's 27 years old, Patrick Mahomes that is. Mahomes has won the regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same year. Tom Brady never did that. Mahomes led the NFL in passing and won a Super Bowl in the same year. Brady never did that. And actually, no quarterback in the history of football has ever done that. Mm. Mahomes now has won two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs in a five-year span. Brady never did that. Actually, no quarterback has ever done that. Mahomes, to your point of what you said earlier, It now has two come-from-behind wins Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl by 10 points or more, which ties Brady for that. But I think Brady came back from the largest deficit in Super Bowl history. Um, But he also has won two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, and appeared in five straight conference title games. And he's done all of that in five years as a starter in the NFL. Mm. Now, We can talk about his maturity. Like I said, he grew up in a major league household. His father was a major league pitcher, and he's been in big league clubhouses. And we always hear about that, well, this kid grew up in a major league clubhouse or he grew up in an NBA locker room and all that stuff. But we never truly hear it for some of these types of players. And what Patrick Mahomes and the people that he's been around and the people that have been sharing his journey in his life have created this quarterback that has become one of the most special players in the history of the game. And I wanted to pose this question. I know we're up against it. I wanted to pose this question. If he were to retire today, has he done enough to put himself in a conversation of being in the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Right. It's amazing, right? Yeah, it's already- in such a short period of time, yeah. five years, yeah. he has now put it in there. And what did you say earlier? Tom Brady did it, what, it took him 11 years to get to where he, he is? To multiple MVPs right. in the regular season and Super Bowl. And then the same with Joe Montana as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's so late in their careers. Mm-hmm. Now we're sitting here looking at him and saying, how much longer? How, how, how mm-hmm. much more can he do? Yeah. Is he going to put things out of reach? Is it is it the Andy Reid effect? Is it... The Eric mm-hmm. B enemy? Is it the Travis Kelsey? Well, because everybody kept saying, oh, he won't, I don't know what he's going to be like. Same thing they said about Tyreek. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tyreek's going to do right. without Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. You know what he did? He studied. He got better. He understood. I can't try to go down the field as much as I did before because, yeah, I know I've got a strong arm, and if there, the situation comes up, I can use it. But I've got to be smarter with the football. And I saw during the pregame hype of everything, they interviewed Andy Reid. And Andy Reid told him, the thing that makes Patrick so special is he's a smart football player. Yes, man. He's smart. Mm-hmm. And that has been the biggest thing that I've seen from him being able to increase his value, increase his team's worth, but more importantly, increase the wins in his organization. So special mm-hmm. shout out to him. Great courage, great game plan, and way to go out there and be effective. Because remember at the beginning of the game, and I believe you mm-hmm. brought this up about how Philadelphia, they always seem to score on their first drive and what they were able to do. Best
1: best first drive team in, in the NFL, mm-hmm. first, first half or second half.
0: Right. And yeah. then you sit there and you look at when they were kept cutting to them on the sideline, he and uh, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Kelsey were sitting on the bench like, yeah, yeah. That's what I expected them to do. So Mm -hmm. we got to come right back and answer right away. And that's what they did. But kudos to them to answer the call and be able to be that effective. So Kansas City Chiefs fans, Chiefs Kingdom, I know y'all are out there. I know y'all are listening. Y'all been waiting for this today. Salute to your team. And like Travis Kelsey said, nobody but gave us a chance. Nobody gave us. They never thought we was going to do it. (laughs) But we did it. He said, check yourself. And then I want to give a shout out to Patrick Mahomes Sr. Mahomes. He was smoking on that Joe Burrow lie two weeks ago. <laughs> he told us after the game he was smoking in Philly blunts. He was smoking in Philly blunts. So shout out to the Mahomes family and and continued success.
1: Yeah, man. Uh that is that's pretty cool. No, it is it's a great story. He's it's the greatest start to any NFL career in the history of the game. Yeah. So and No the doubt.
2: Chiefs just reloaded. They yeah. just reset, changed their contracts up. Yeah. Like, that could be dangerous for a while now. Yeah. It's Uh, amazing.
1: They're really young on defense, got four, five rookies that are basically giving them starting reps on defense in the offensive line. They just overhauled it two years ago.
0: I think I got a text a little while ago that said they got the second youngest team in the NFL. I
1: wouldn't wouldn't doubt that if you look at just rookies who are playing considerable minutes, reps, however you want to judge it.
2: Yep. Snaps. I I bet they're right there in the conversation. Yeah, Scott Moore didn't look too bad in that game. No, he didn't look too nervous. Coming yeah. up. He didn't look nervous. No, Pacheco's a, lot. a rookie. Yeah, Pacheco yeah. man,
0: Pacheco was
1: grinding out there. They got they got a lot of good looking young guys. Uh all right. Uh good stuff there, Harsh Knock Live. we come back. We'll discuss Super Bowl. We're talking about the halftime show. We'll talk about commercials, Super Bowl, pregame festivities, all of that and more right here on Ball Don't Line 1049 the Horn. D D mega doodoo I'm sorry Mangudu. once it's turned on the sign will spell
2: out deli cat Essen well I don't get, I get a
1: day of rain day and
2: congratulations continue good sex in the sex in the big East thank you
0: Jimmy and boom goes the dynamite it's time for another edition of off the record
2: do it live I can I'll write it and we'll do it live and <laughs> things sucks
1: All right, welcome back to Ball do Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for another off the record right here, and we're just talking Super Bowl halftime show. We'll get into the commercials and some of the other pregame stuff uh, as well. Uh, but I want to talk about the Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna. It was the uh, man. It was probably the most extravagant um, baby announcement ever, <laughs> because uh, the, the Twitter sphere and social media were all abuzz trying to figure out. If Rihanna was pregnant or not, because there were no reports of her being pregnant, and her publicist obviously after the performance came out and revealed yes that she is indeed pregnant. I don't know how we know how far along she is. She just had a baby like last year in was it May? may yeah, May yeah. I believe. So um, she may just trying to knock it all out. I guess at one time she's like you know what, ASAP Rocky
0: is trying to knock it all out at one time. Well, I
1: think she does. I think as a if you're a if you're a female performer or an athlete, you could argue it is probably the best thing to do. If you yeah. really want to have kids, just knock it all out real quick, and then you can just kind of go back to hitting your form, and then you can grind it. I mean, it's just tough, period. Yeah, uh, We know that if you want to be a performer because, I mean, performing hell, pregnant, I imagine, has got to be really challenging. And uh, she did it. Like I said, I don't know how far along she is, but she decided, yeah, she was going to perform. I don't think the, the Super Bowl halftime committee or whatever it is that agreed upon, I don't know if they knew. That she was pregnant when she She agreed to do this, she (laughs) might not know. Sometimes that's the way it is. I thought overall, considering the the circumstances, I thought it was a great halftime show. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I thought I loved it. I love me some Riri. I know everybody comes in with these expectations, but Mm -hmm. I thought she did a great job of 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 performing. Man, she came from the sky. That was that was that was nice. I
2: was like, "How is this working?" Like, yeah, I was did, really nervous just, about. Did this. Did y'all just put a pregnant woman on a platform? <laughs> and man, when it shook at the end, she mm-hmm. took like a step, and you see the thing waver a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh well, that ain't safe at all." Like, yeah. I. Didn't, I don't. Y'all were dancing. Up no, there? she should have been secured on something. Yes. harness. They did, up, have, they did have
1: that harness on the back of her. Okay,
0: good. They did have a yeah. harness on
1: her. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'm with you. It looked, it looked dangerous, but I, I thought it was good, well done. I I like Rihanna's music. Rihanna's is very talented. Um, so I thought it was good. Some people didn't like it you know some people are criticizing you shouldn't yep. be performing if you're pregnant you can do, what the hell you, I do mean, whatever the hell you want a, the, you, other <laughs>
0: people are doing other things while they're pregnant i've seen people lifting Serena weights Williams i've seen play she in played in tennis, tennis. matches Thank when you. she was
1: pregnant it's up yeah. to you if your body can handle it and you're not endangering the baby go ahead you're good yeah your i thing.
0: mean i'm down with that
1: uh yeah i got no problem with it. i thought she did a really good job and um i know that you know the um the pregame um Nash, the national anthem by chris stapleton I know a lot of people enjoy that. I didn't I didn't I I didn't hear or see many complaints about that. I love Chris Table. I think he's fantastic. Um, so I knew he was gonna do a good job on the National Anthem, and I thought he killed it too. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, so I thought the National Anthem was good, thought Rihanna did a good job. I thought babyface,
0: my mother in law was so excited baby to see babyface, baby she was like, I can't wait to see babyface. I can't <laughs> wait. Don't make me miss it. Don't let me miss it. <laughs> so she got a chance to see babyface, and she loved babyface. I thought Shirley Ralph was great. She did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's uh, your girl, it's too. The Lift Every Voices, She's too. from
1: uh, yeah, Abbott. Abbott. Yeah. I love it. She's uh, one yeah. of the teachers on Abbott. She, and I believe it's because of the Philadelphia connection mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, she did a really good job, too. I thought that was great. Um, we'll get back into the commercials. That's a more expansive conversation uh, about the commercials. Uh, so yeah. we'll get into it and talk about everybody's favorite commercials, the swings, the misses, all that kind of stuff. We'll get back into it. But I thought the halftime show was pretty good. I know everybody didn't like it, but, I mean. If you were expecting the Rihanna to get down and get, you know, get nasty yeah. when she was pregnant and, you know, you probably probably were misinformed. Yeah. Once you realize that she was with child, I think you should have check, You yeah. should have recalibrated your expectations,
0: especially when everybody's sitting there going.
1: Is she? Is she? Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Huh. Hmm. Everybody's trying to figure it out. I'm her. like, nah, man, we know what that is. She was, she was, we yeah. know what that is. It ain't
1: gonna take her that long to lose the baby weight. So yeah. Somebody that it's, had it's,
0: three of them things, she's I know what it looked like. Yeah. I know what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. look
1: like. And uh she yeah, she decided to tell the world that way, so good for her. Yep. Uh, big announcement. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into more Super Bowl review on the other side, uh, right here on Baldon Line. I want the horn.